Welcome to the Canacook Podcast. We hope you'll be encouraged to have an I'm Third approach as you navigate family, leadership, and spiritual growth. If you're new to our conversation, welcome. It's so great to have you. Let's jump in. Hey, welcome to the Canacook K-Land Podcast. Joe White here with my little buddy, Beth Ann Lampley, and two of my other really close friends, Keith Chancy and Adam Donier. We, we're excited about a great show today. Beth Ann, you are the uh, director of uh, K-1 Girls Camp. You and Mrs. Middlelisty Houston, and you do an incredible job. It is always fun to uh, do business with you. Oh, well, thank you, Joe. It, it's fun being here with you. And, and like you said, we have two incredible guests with us today. In fact, the energy in this room is palpable right now. And so first up, we have got Adam Donier. He is the founder and president of our amazing Gap Year program called Link Year, but also is an incredible husband to Stephanie. They're raising two boys, Aiden and Anders. And so they've got a full plate and lots of plates that they're spinning. And then also today, our very own Energizer Bunny, Mr. <laughs> Keith Chancy. Welcome to the podcast, guys. We're excited to be here, Beth Ann. Thank you so much for having us. So for everybody who's listening who is in the uh, perplexed by being too busy and being overwhelmed, as a student, as a parent, as a brother or sister in a home, whatever you're doing, athletes, this show is about busy and about uh, managing and rearranging your priorities to make the most important things the most important things. And so it's interesting that we have the dad and husband of what is literally America's busiest family. You can Google it up. It's there on the uh, on the web. Keith Chancy, you are the busiest man I know. And obviously, uh, the nation found that out a few years ago when you got awarded the America's Busiest Family. You know, Joe, that's a funny, funny uh, award to be given. In fact, I can't think of anything that less blesses me than to be called America's <laughs> Busiest Family. So let me just kind of give you a little background on that. My wife, Karen, I don't know how you kind of say that she got married to the weirdest person on the planet, but she did. And Karen's very methodical. She kind of lives life kind of thinking one, two, three kind of adds up to four, five, six. And that's not how it works for me. I'm pretty much out of the boundaries. Her mom and dad, when we got married, they just began to say, y'all's life is crazy. They would come to visit us. And at the time they came to visit us in Denton, Texas, at the time we were living there, working for Denton Bible Church in Canacook at the same time, uh, there were eight people living in my home. And uh, most people thought that was kind of weird. I didn't. I kind of liked it a lot. It, it meant that Cameron and Callie had a lot of brothers and sisters, and so that was really fun. And so when you look at that, Karen's mom and dad just said, this is crazy. Do y'all not ever get privacy? And we said, well, obviously we do. We have two kids, you know, so we, we get some every now and then. So, you know, we were just kind of thinking this is, this is just the way we live. Well, her mom and dad went back and they said, they called Karen later and said, Karen, it's 2001. They said, you have got to enter this contest. They're looking for America's busiest family. And Karen, you've got to enter this thing. And so Karen goes, I don't know. I, this sounds crazy. And one day we're at camp, you know, it's now we're now at K7. She says, you know, what? I'm going to kind of write a little letter. Well, that day, it just had to be a crazy camp day. And we were both exhausted. We have two kids. We're living in a room about the size of, I don't know, it's very, very small. And Callie and Cameron are in one room and we kind of to get away, went to the bathroom. I fall asleep in the bathtub. Karen falls asleep laying beside the toilet. And we're going, and so when we wake up, Karen goes, I've got to write about this. So she does. She sends us in. Not long after that, we get this notice from uh, America's Busiest Family, this place that's kind of looking for America's Busiest Family. And they say, we're interested in you. 
Karen goes, well, you know, I can tell you a little bit more. So she begins this process, which I looked at like a timeshare in Branson. I'm not wanting anything to do with it, okay? And so when they would call me, they said, Chancey, we want to know why you think that you're America's busiest family. Well, I say to them, we, can I just tell you this? I'm not excited about your contest. And I want you to know we are not America's busiest family. Well, if you're trying to win an award for being America's busiest family, but you're opening statement is we are not, you're probably not going to win unless, I don't know, God's kind of in this thing, but they begin to ask us why we think we're America's busiest family, where I say we are not America's busiest family, but we are the voice of the American family saying we're all busy, but we've got to make Christ known. Well, they like that. For some reason, they like this. Now, America, you know, I don't know if it's you know, friendly Christian wise, but, but they begin to think this is kind of a cool thing. They said, Chancey says that he's not America's family or not America's busiest family, but he is the voice of the American family saying we're all busy, but we got to have a purpose in everything we do to bring glory to Jesus Christ. Well, they cut out the Jesus Christ part, but they said this purpose thing is pretty cool. Well, long story short, we ended up becoming one of the top 10 finalists, and then we become one of the top three finalists. Then they fly us to New York City, where we're in Times Square, living up on the top floor of the Marriott Marquis Hotel. And we're at Rockefeller Square, and uh, there's these two other couples, have 10 kids, 12 kids. We have two. I'm trying to tell them. I've got man-on-man coverage. It's not that difficult. These other guys, they've got zone coverage. It's crazy. Give it to them. Well, Long story, even a little bit longer. They said, Chancey, you, you guys really have thought this through. Y'all, y'all have a camp that you run. Over 3,000 kids come through your camp. You've got this ministry of over 1,000 kids that you have in Denton Bible Church. You know, you got, and you have eight people living in your home that are outside your home. Y'all's life is crazy. I said, no, it is not. It is purposeful. We're praying glory to Jesus Christ. Well, at that day, they uh, give away the award winner, and they say, Chansey, uh, the winner of, of the contest of America's Busiest Family is the Chansey Family. <laughs> and we have the reigning. They never had this award again. <laughs> if you Google on your phone today, who is America's Busiest Family, it will come up. Uh, the Chansey Family. And uh, it is all about Jesus Christ, because the only one that allows us to understand what we do and why we do it is that we are purposely driven to make Christ known in everything we do. So that's my story, Chief, Chief, and I'm sticking is, to it. That is a, that's the greatest story. <laughs> well, well Bethann, uh, the other busiest person I know is yes, Adam Donier. Adam Donier. Adam, take us back to when you and Joe met. What, when was that, and how did that happen? Oh, what a special day. I was a student athlete at Boise State. And at the time, Joe was touring all over the country doing Promise Keepers uh, in NBA stadiums all over. And so they came out to Boise to do one in our our basketball facility where I was a player at the time. And I'll never tell you that I heard the audible voice of God, but as he got up and spoke, and I'm, I'm a year into my faith walk with Jesus, there was something so clearly pressing in my heart that I had to go meet this man. Never met him, didn't know how, and I didn't know how I was going to meet him, but I could feel so much go meet this man. I was like, I've never felt something so urging. And so I work, and I, somebody's working his booth, who actually was a groomsman at my wedding. We're still friends to this day, Mark Bo Thompson. And Mark says, I can, I can introduce you to him. So Mark gets me past the backstage, and we go backstage, and I get to his dressing room. He's got a live rooster in a cage in his dressing room. And I'm just of course like, he does. Yeah, of course he does. And so it was connection at first sight. 
Like it, it, the rest was her history. And, and, and looking back, honestly, 23 years ago, I know exactly why the Lord was pressing on my heart to go meet him and what has come of it. So just so special, so so special, the friendship. And and I remember the first time he asked me, he said, you need to come work at our camps. I go, what is your camp? He says, Kanaka. I go, what is that? Is that J- Japanese? I've never heard of that. Where is this place? And so in like Joe True Fashion, he started writing me notes and building a relationship. And I was like, holy cow, this guy is the genuine, real deal. And so rest is history. So I fell in love with this guy, uh, literally. It's been a father-son adoption, if you will, ever since. And one day, with a lot of great stories in between, Adam came to us with a dream to build a year-long program for high school graduates to train them in Christian leadership skills so they could go to college and not be followers but be leaders for Christ on the campuses. And it went gangbusters immediately. And then... Just a few years later, he came with an idea to build some world-class basketball teams. And today, after several years, one national championship, two runner-up national championship, regional championship several years, today the Link Lions basketball program has got one girls team, and they are just the neatest girls you ever met in your life. And he has a high school boys team called Link Academy, and then he has two prep teams of high school graduates that all four are out competing throughout the winter and praying with other teams at the end of every game and giving a Christ-like example while they're playing these other teams. Adam, tell us a little bit about, with all that going on, raising two boys, and you are a fantastic husband to Stephanie, just as Keith does a great job of loving on his lovely wife, uh, Karen, is as busy, busy, busy as you are uh, with four basketball teams and and the league wintertime uh, program, how do you keep your priorities straight? And then, Keith, I'm going to ask you the same question. Yeah, thanks for asking, Joe. I love what Chancey was just saying when he was sharing the story of when he got that whole award about being purposeful. I remember one time somebody told you and I that B-U-S-Y, busy, stood for being under Satan's yoke. And you and I kind of giggled because I actually think when you're not busy, especially with young people, 18, 19 years that I deal with, when they have idle time, they actually find themselves in a lot of trouble. And so I love to go back to what Chance said about being purposeful. And so my answer to your question, Joe, is with everything going on, how do I find priorities for my family? And I've discovered this, and I'm not as old as you and Chance, and you guys are much wiser than me, but I know we always find time for what's most important to us. And so it's funny because Chance and I run these programs and we see students that don't have enough time, but all of a sudden a cute girl pays attention to them or a cute guy pays attention to them and all of a sudden this time just freed up in their schedule. Well, hold on, you were just busy a week ago, but now you have extra time. And it goes back to, well, if my wife is important to me, which she is, she's my much better half, and, and my boys are important to me, which they are because because I want them to experience something I never got to experience, then I'm going to find time regardless of how busy I am with everything else going on. And so and it just takes sacrifice. Like how much do I love sleep? How much do I love Netflix? How much do I love spending time on my phone versus am I willing to sacrifice those things to prioritize what's more important to me? Keith, Adam is raising two fabulous boys but I don't want to, you know, uh, embarrass you, but uh, but you have raised, you and Karen have raised two of the finest young people. One 
a girl uh, named Kelly and one boy named Cameron. They're now young adults. And, and everybody around Canuckuck will just say those are two of the finest people that have ever grown up around here. How did you do it? You're doing Denton Bible. you got a 1,000 kids. You're running K-7 for us. you got 3,000 kids. And then you dream to have this fantastic year for college graduates, Adam S. High School graduates. Keith, you have college graduates called the Canuckuck Institute. You run that as well, you and Chad. How do you maintain your priorities as a dad and a husband over the years? You know, Joe, that's such a great question because, you know, it, it goes back to really what Adam just said. And, you know, you always find time to the things that are most important for you. What is most important for me, you know, Adam and I kind of grew up the same way. We were fatherless. And, and so not having a father meant we wanted to do everything we could not to repeat that generational curse. And so, you know, watching that in myself, I just said, you know what? My dad abandoned me. I, I never got the privilege of really knowing my father at all. And so knowing that you're kind of going, man, this is going to get weird because I don't really know what to do. And so I had no, there was no booklet out there for me to go, Chancey, do this, do that, and do the other. And so all I could follow was the Word of God. And as I began to read the Word of God, what I began to realize is that, you know, my joy started with the, in prayer. It started with uh, understanding Scripture, beginning to inductively seek the truths of the Word of God, and, and beginning to find God's Word as the most valuable tool in my life. And before long, what I found was there was such a joy in my life because of what God's Word said. As a result of that, I began to go, you know what? I'm going to be purposeful in raising my kids to the glory of God. Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the people labor in vain who build it. And I go, I don't want to build a house with kids and a wife that falls apart like I had seen it done. So I'm working, I was operating out of a complete I don't know really how to do this, but I'm just going to read God's word. I'm going to pray and I'm just going to love God a whole lot. So, Joe, you know, that's all I knew how to do. And so I, I was I had no script, nothing to do. I just go, Lord, how can I become more faithful to you? Hmm. Well, you've done it really, oh, really man. well, apparently. Adam, talk to us just a little bit about how do you practically, in the midst of the busyness and, and all the purpose that you've got going on in your life, what does it look like? for you to daily walk with Jesus, to develop your personal intimacy with him? Yeah, I, I think one of the coolest people I got to meet traveling around with Joe when he was doing all those men's conferences was a guy named Steve Farrar, who Chansey knows as well. And I asked him for some advice one time of what he could tell a 30-year-old that he knew now at 50. And, and he said this, and I think it's so powerful for all of us to hear, but he said, spend time reading and receiving the truth every morning because the world will only lie to you the rest of the day. And, and for those that can't see what I just did, I held up my cell phone. But and, and so I think for me, that first 20, sometimes 30 minutes a day has, has got to be pressing into him. And it's quiet. I'm usually the first one up in my house, and, and it's quiet, and it's alone, and it's prayerful, and it's his word, and it's, it's seeking him because I will evaporate if I'm not allowing him to fill me up. And that's the well that another one runs dry. Any other well that I try to run to, it's going to exhaust me. I'm not going to be able to sustain it in ministry. And we see people burn out in ministry all the time because they're running to other wells to try to satisfy them that were never intended to satisfy them. And so for me, it's a, it's a daily ritual of getting up and being quiet with the Lord before anyone or anything else starts pulling at me. And so, Adam, you've got like 50 basketball players or so 
that you're getting to put your fingerprints on their heart. And I know you're involved with all your teams. And I I just, folks, you just cannot believe how great it is around here. You just can't believe it because we have these players for like eight months. You know, at camp we'll have kids for a couple of weeks and we get just, you know, watch God transform many, many lives in the summertime. But Adam's players, you know, we have for, for all, you know, the whole winter. And uh, Adam, there's so many bright spots besides winning championships uh, and glorifying God on national television. Tell us just a couple of the bright spots about your basketball teams. Yeah, Joe, thanks for asking. I, I've shared this with people a lot. I, I, my hope is that Link Academy, Link Year will raise up more Tim Tebow's. And what I mean by that is we all know Tim Tebow had an impact on Florida's campus for the cause of Christ. And so right now we have a 611 alumni at the University of Michigan, Terrace Reed Jr., and so he is literally and figuratively the big man on campus. And he's being unashamed about his faith. He's throwing it out there on social media. He's starting a Bible study with his team. He's got seven of his teammates coming to his Bible study. He's honoring the girl he's dating. He's preaching Jesus everywhere he goes. And like that, that is, when I think of Ann Arbor's campus, a secular campus with atheistic and agnostic professors with all their rhetoric, and a kid being a beacon of light on that campus, I can't get more excited because I believe that's the vision God has given us, what Link Year and Link Academy is to be, is to allow these college athletes a platform on such fertile mission soil what the four years of college are for so many young adults and young people. And so that that's one of the stories. And, and then we also have players here. Just in the last week, I heard of four of our girls on the academy team that have surrendered their life to Jesus and now are attending church and getting discipled by our coaches. And so it's humbling. It's truly humbling to see what God is doing and what he's up to. And so, Keith, just before the show, we talked to a young man that was in your institute a few years ago who's building a church in Tonga, and then he just talked about another church plant they're working on in Maui. I know you've got hundreds and hundreds of graduates out there from the Kennecook Institute doing ministry in all kinds of fields. Can you just tell us just one beautiful, bright spot about the Institute? You know, Joe, it's that's such a great question. You know, every single student that comes to the Institute, our goal is that they would go and make disciples. And, you know, we want to equip them with God's Word. We want to entrust them that they'll entrust to others also who will be faithful also. And then we want them to be disciple makers that change the world as we know it. And so, you know, when they come to the Institute, you know, many of them have no idea what they're going to go do next. It's funny because they graduate from these great universities. They've got these great degrees, but they have no idea what to go do next. And so when they've come to the Institute, what we do is we really try to get them to understand, here's your purpose, no matter what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, a coach, you know, we want you to go out there and we want you to make a difference for Christ in whatever giftedness that you have, go there and be a disciple maker. Let me give you an example. One of the guys in our institute this year, we were talking the other day and he he goes, uh, he told me that his coach that he went to school with at Dartmouth uh, that coached him in football died. And he said, Chancey, I've got a regret. He said, because this coach was one of the greatest men ever in my life. And I don't know if I ever really told him this. I don't know if I really ever showed him this. He said, but he is so influenced my life. And I said, well, what, what did you learn from that? And he goes, you know, Chancey, what I learned is that every player on my team that I've allowed not to know my Savior, I've got to make that happen. He said, so here I am. I'm going to go be a doctor. 
He is a brilliant young man. And he said, but Chancey, I, I gave off a year of my life to come here to be equipped biblically with biblical skills for a lifetime of ministry that I'll go become a doctor that will change the world. But I want to, before I change, uh, heal people's inwardness, I want to heal what's in their heart, Christ. And he said, Chancey, I'm so excited about that. Well, long story short, he goes, I'm going to, Chancey, I want to start a blog with all my past players and I'm going to share with them what Christ has done in my life. And I want to see them come to Christ. And over the last couple of weeks, Joe, he's seen teammates come to Christ. He's seen things happen like never before. And he goes, I never dreamed in a million years. My life would be, he said, football was always my, what I thought was my idol. And now I realize Christ was my everything. And all I want to talk about is Jesus. And going to, be, to the next step of becoming a doctor, I want Christ to be the foremost thought of why I become what I become for the glory of God. So there's just one story <laughs> that I can just tell That's you awesome. uh, 1,500 other ones, you but it's pretty cool. You could. You could. Mm. What, a, what a dream come true, Bethany. So good. Well, Keith and Adam, thank you so much for just spending a few minutes with us today as we talk about busyness. And as we, we wrap up, I just want to remind us that the goal here is that we live with purpose, right? Mm. In the midst of being busy, that we're living purposefully. And what I heard both of you say is that to live with purpose and to live for Christ, we've got to make the Word of God a priority every day. That's where we start. And somebody told me once, you know, we've got to keep ultimate things ultimate and secondary things secondary. And so much of the time we get our priorities out of order there. And so, you know, the word of God and the souls of men, those are ultimate because they're eternal. And so we'd love to encourage our listeners today to take a step back, evaluate, how am I living with purpose? And where do I need to recalibrate my priorities so that I'm keeping the ultimate things ultimate? So let's pray and we'll wrap up. Dear God, thank you so much just for our time together today. And God, we pray for all of our listeners and families and, and leaders out there that as we strive to live lives of purpose and to live on mission for you, that you would keep our eyes fixed on you and on your word and that we would daily choose to run to the well that does not run dry, God, that we would be filled by the word and by your spirit every day. God, we thank you uh, that you choose to work through broken people like us and that mm -hmm. you are doing amazing things around the world. Um, God, we love you. Thanks for loving us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you haven't had a chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com. Oh, 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 oh,